you're familiar with the stages of grief. You know the acceptance stage, but what does that even mean? Because it's the last stage of grief, it seems to be the place everyone wants, like a finish line, to get to, to be rid of this thing called grief. But is that what acceptance means? In today's episode, I'll share what acceptance means for a Christian, how to know if you're there, and how to get there if you aren't. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to all those listening in Germany, our spotlight country. I'm half German, so it's probably time I include where most of my relatives live. I also want to give a shout out to California, the state back on top with the most downloads. I share these because it's interesting, but also as tangible reminders of the need for Christian grief support and the fact that you are certainly not alone as you walk out the hardest season of your life. This podcast was created to support you through grief, and that's one little sentence, but there's so much more to it, especially on your end. Grief is a little word with a meaning you cannot describe in mere words. The experience is what creates understanding for how it invades your life. I use the word invade because no one, I mean no one wants to go through grief. And if you've listened to an episode of this podcast, you know that I'm always telling you that there is hope while you're going through and that there are blessings on the other side. And these blessings from grief, you also must experience to understand. So as you move along the different stages of your journey, Acceptance is what people see as the finish line. This is where people think everything changes. In my practical stages of grief, if you remember the breathe, laugh, live, flourish, and help others, acceptance actually touches on every step and is necessary for you to progress to the next stage. Acceptance in my life was really the beginning of true healing. So I'm going to share what that looks like in the life of a Christian. First, what does acceptance even mean? It means that your heart has caught up with your head knowledge of what's happened, of the fact that your loved one has died and life won't be the same. I know you know this fact now, but acceptance means you don't have to understand in order to live with your current circumstances. I was so slow when it came to this. It took me a full year, maybe more, 
to finally say, I don't understand why, and I don't have to in order to trust you, Lord. Until that point, I've wrestled, and yes, it really felt like wrestling with the why God questions. I would turn it over in my mind all day long, trying to figure it out. Trish asked if things would change for me if I understood why, and I easily said, uh, yeah. See, I'm a thinker, more accurately, and overthinker, and the why question is usually attached to most everything in my life. When my former pastor listened to the million questions I flooded her office with and informed me that I had bumped into the sovereignty of God, things began to shift. Now, initially, that made me angry because it was like this metaphorical slap in the face to my indignance that my plans aren't the plans for my life. It made me realize that I had God on a slightly higher level than myself. So how could he not see things like I did? Ouch. I realized it was time to put God on his rightful throne and not the one that I created for him. I realized Trish was right. And again, this is about a year into my grief journey about not needing to understand why bad things happen in order to trust Now, I didn't go from a million questions to none. The next step looked more like me praying, God, please help me figure it out. You gotta love me. Now, as a bonus here, if you're a thinker and an overthinker, grief may just break you of that. I can't say that I'm not still a thinker, but I no longer think beyond my level of trust. Let me say that again. Don't think beyond your level of trust. Girl, that's freeing. Let me also stress that acceptance, it is not agreement. I don't agree with the fact that Monica suffered such pain and that she died. I don't agree that she didn't celebrate her 50th birthday, which came the month after she died. I don't agree with the fact that I was completely helpless in watching everything unfold. Acceptance is acknowledging the reality and saying, nevertheless, God, I trust you. I don't understand why you allowed this, but nevertheless, I trust you. So second, how do you know that you're there? If you don't qualify the loss with the emotions of devastation, with it being unbearable or something that can't be survived. Now, I'm not saying that you won't feel like that in the beginning because you absolutely may but it won't stay that way. If you still feel that the world has blown up and there's no way it'll ever be okay again, that's totally fine. I'm not trying to rush you here. But along with that, you know you are accepting when the whys and the if-onlys aren't the biggest part of what is rehearsed in your mind all day long. You may ask God why from time to time. That's normal. But if those questions occupy most of your thoughts, then you're still working on acceptance. And let me help you with the why questions. We live in a fallen world, so this is the answer to why in general. I knew this fact too, but it didn't stop me from searching the Bible for the answer to why bad things happen to good people. And what I read isn't what I wanted to read. What I read was that the sun rises on the evil and the good, and the rain falls on the just and the unjust. So what I found was that an easy life was never promised to us. 
that our life and especially our Christian walk would not be easy. So thirdly, what does acceptance even look like? For Trish, and I'm going to tell her business, (laughs) sorry Trish, but Trish was diagnosed with stage 4 cancer, stage 4 cancer in her 30s. She and her husband had two young daughters, and instead of being angry or demanding to know why, she asked, why not me? That's acceptance. For Monica, it looked like pain, swelling, inability to breathe without oxygen and effort, a tube in her lung draining fluid every day, constant coughing, and many other ugly details, but ending every day with, we had a great day, didn't we? For me, (laughs) it meant accomplishing my non-negotiable of taking a shower every day after she died. It meant going back to work in church after two months. (laughs) It meant wrestling with my faith and with God. In other words, it meant turning to and not from God. For you, the question is, can you praise God in the storm? If you're a wrestler or a fighter too, keep fighting if you need to, because God's going to use that too. I'm convinced that my healing wouldn't have been as complete if I had cooperated with God in the very beginning. See, that fight produced a certainty of God's character in me that I never would have gotten otherwise. It kept me seeking after him. It's a gift I get to live out the rest of my life with. And lastly, number four, how do you get there if you're not? I believe it comes down to trust. If you are able to surrender the questions to God's sovereignty, to his plans being higher and better than yours, regardless of what it feels like right now, you're on your way. When I went through grief, I would hear sermons on surrender the hard things to God. In my mind, I thought, hard things? What I'm going through is way worse than some hard thing. Someone has died here. (laughs) I struggled to function in daily life, so it wasn't just a hard thing to me. But over time, I also came to the point where I could listen to those sermons and actually apply the word without being defensive, without saying, yeah, but you don't know what I'm going through. See, in the Bible, Daniel was in a lion's den. Job, well, he understood grief and losses. And then if you read the 88th Psalm, you see that David was also well acquainted. I literally wrote a Dear God entry in my journal six months after Monica died. And I told God that I wanted to trust him, but I didn't. So I continued to wrestle. And he continued to love me and allowed me to fight it out in my mind. I finally let go of no one has it worse than me thoughts and transitioned to, okay, fine God, but please help me figure this out. And later I got to the, okay, for real, have it your way, God. I said that with sarcasm, but I did mean it. My perspective needed to be higher than my pain, my trust greater than my intelligence. This is where that mustard seed of faith comes in. You need to allow the creator of you, the creator of your loved one, and the universe handle your tomorrow, even if you don't know how you're going to get through today. Let him whisper through the rain and praise him, yes, even in this greatest storm of your life. If you need help with that, 
had two songs for the Songs of the Week, Mandisa song called Broken Hallelujah and Natalie Grant's Praise You in the Storm. Your journey works or the work of your journey for this week are number one, just be aware of where you are. What are your thoughts full of? More questions or more trust? If you want to build your trust, then pray and read, my friend, specifically for verses on what you need. If it's trust, search that. Do you need your mind to get quieted? Search that. Meditate on our verse of the week, 1 Chronicles 16, 11. Seek the Lord and his strength. Seek his presence continually. Or any of these, Psalms 32, 7 through 8. You're my hiding place. You'll protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Exodus 33, 14. My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Deuteronomy 31.8 It is the Lord who goes before you. He will be with you. He will not fail you or forsake you. So do not fear or be dismayed. And don't forget from last week's episode, John 16, these words of unshakable and assured, deeply at peace, they're sticking with me to continue to share with you. If you need more individualized help, I do have a few spots available for grief coaching. And if you want to be among others who understand the pain of grief and a desire to move forward with God at the center, then join us in the Grief Group for Christian Women Facebook community. I've gotten a lot of questions on what do I do in the beginning of grief. The beginning being within that first or worst year. I aired two episodes on that subject, but I've also created a workshop of the same name. It's almost ready to go, and I'm so excited because if you aren't sure which way is up, this is the direction you need. Honestly, I wish I had had this in the beginning of my journey. If you're interested in knowing more about it, then just hang out to the end of the episode for more details. If you don't have a home church, visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. And links to both the private Facebook group and Open Door Church are in the show notes. In the meantime, remember who holds your future. And keep on coming back to the house, keep sitting on the couch, and keep taking steps, however small or slow, towards your healing. Hey friend, I'm Steph Cabanis, and I'm so happy to be able to share a new resource. This workshop comes from many of you asking, What do I do now? If your loved one has died in the last year or it's been longer and you feel stuck, this is going to help you know what side is up and what direction true north is. Your loss is surreal and the world can feel upside down. Getting through the day is hard enough, but knowing where to find help for what you're going through should not add to the overwhelm. In the beginning of your grief process, you may not know where to turn. And then six months down the road, people think you're getting better. And though you're still struggling, it now feels weird to seek help out. This workshop is called Four Actions to Take Now to Cope with Grief and the Loss of a Loved One and will point you in the right direction and answer many of your questions about what to do now. What you want to do is stay in bed and cry, but time alone does not heal all wounds. What you do with the time is what will determine your destination. Mindless internet searches and those quotes on loss 
you know, the ones that make you nod in agreement, they may provide momentary relief, but don't you want to truly heal? This workshop will help you know what role you play in your healing process. Discover the most important actions to take in the confusing first days, weeks, and months of grief when your world has flipped. Imagine if you knew what actions to take and avoid right now as you're forced to live life without your loved one. You didn't need to sort through the list of try this or read that from well-meaning friends and family who haven't been through loss. You knew someone who saw the warrior rising within you while understanding the endless tears and pain you fight against every day. You had someone build your faith as you process the whys, the what-ifs, and the endless questioning. I know what it's like to watch someone you love die, to literally sit in a corner and scream, to be angry with God and hurt so bad you can't even describe it. I've experienced the kind of loss that takes your breath away. I fought the endless tears and felt like a failure when I couldn't hold it together in church or as I ran out of the grocery store. Now, this two-hour workshop includes Action 1, Pursuing God. The power isn't in the religion, it's in the relationship. Action 2, Understanding Grief. Grief will affect you physically, spiritually, and emotionally in ways you never imagined. The pain is beyond what you knew existed. Action 3, Process Daily Life. The Daily Grind? That's where the battles are won. A new day comes even when you don't want it to. And during grief, it feels like it's never getting better. Action four, seek support. There are a lot of choices for support, both in person and online, but not always in alignment with your Christian values. Discover the faith-based support that is best for you, for your personality, and for your lifestyle. Don't wait to walk towards your healing. And you'll also receive lifetime access to the workshop, a private Facebook group, six bonuses, including audio and digital downloads, meditation cards, checklists, and discounts, and all the stuff to support the actions you are taking. And yes, there's a money-back guarantee because I'm that certain this workshop will help you. You are not here by accident. There is hope and help. You can heal and get to the point that you are ready to create a life for yourself. If that sounds far away or even impossible, then you're in the right place. If you feel broken and you need purpose birthed back in your life, stop wishing and hoping to get better. Take God-focused action today. This workshop is going to be available in the next couple weeks. So as soon as it goes live on the website, I will let you know. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, Grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.